Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 292. Uh, my name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the blogcast. If you are just joining me here, uh, I'm going to say a couple things, then I'm going to read you a blog, then I'm going to say a couple other things, and then I'm going to sing you a song. That's how this works. And I am noticing that uh, my voice has dropped a couple of notes uh, since I recorded the song a few hours ago. And what has happened in the interim is that I had a migraine and uh, I had not ever clocked that a migraine can have an impact on my voice. I've been having these for a few years now and uh, this is a new development. Of course, it might also be that I, the, the medication that I'm taking, that I took uh, to stop the migraine, um, which is mostly gone, hallelujah, uh, but this medication is not as good as the medication that my health insurance has decided not to approve for the last six months. <laughs> uh, I have often gotten samples from my doctor since he, we are still fighting the fight for that particular issue. Uh, but uh, yeah, still, last time I got the actual medication that actually works from my actual pharmacy was August. <laughs> I don't think that medication makes me drop a couple of tones in my vocal register, but I could be wrong. Anyway, American healthcare is garbage, we all know. But that's not what we're talking about here today. Today, uh, today's blog is inspired by uh, an article that I read, an essay that Mary Beard wrote. Apparently, it was back in 2014. Um, I am a big fan of Mary Beard. She is so cool. Uh, her book on women in power was really, it's just a short little chunk of a book, but it is packing a wallop, that book. And uh, this essay, I feel like, is in that same zone. So I'm going to read you this thing I wrote in response to that essay. And it is called The Women's Lane. Rebecca Solnit recently posted this essay that Mary Beard wrote back in 2014. It's about women speaking in public and the ways classical culture was built around telling women to shut up. Also, about how that trend has continued. It's brilliant, for all the reasons Mary Beard is often brilliant, but the thing that feels like new information for me is the bit about women generally only being allowed to have a voice on matters that pertain to women. The one exception to the impulse to silence women is when they speak of things that are in their lane. Women are sometimes permitted to talk about women's rights, but not about the war. This makes me think about Phyllis Schlafly, or at least the Schlafly that was depicted in this somewhat problematic TV series, Mrs. America. Schlafly was very interested in foreign policy. One might even call her an expert in it. While I certainly wouldn't have agreed with her about it, she did seem to know an awful lot about these things. She ran for Congress twice and lost. But then she gained fame by campaigning against the Equal Rights Amendment, ERA. 
That is, when she started focusing on women's issues, then folks took notice, much to the detriment of American women. I'm trying to figure out how this concept of a women's lane applies to my own writing practice. I haven't seen a lot of success on any subject, really, but I have seen a relative spike in recognition on subjects related to women, usually some wrong that's been done to me or to women in general. In other words, I get listened to the most when I've been the victim to someone or something. I've always assumed that I'm just at my best when I'm fired up about feminist issues, but no, I'm not so sure. Is my furious writing on women noticeably better than my fired up writing about artists' issues or, say, PDFs? I'm not sure it is, frankly. As a woman who struggles to be heard, to be noticed, to be recognized, I am always alert to what factors might be supporting my visibility and what factors obscure me further. I have often felt that my tendency to write plays about women with a bald-faced feminist slant is what has kept me shut out of the pipeline. My sense has been that theaters don't want to produce overtly feminist work. But this doesn't square with what I'm learning about this women's lane. Or does it? I guess in the theater, it's the women's plays that are explicit about their womanness that cross over into the mainstream. The vagina monologues, Night Mother, Crimes of the Heart, Uncommon Women. Now that I think about it, this does help me to understand something that has often felt mysterious to me. How did a play like the vagina monologues break through when so much of American theater is so hostile to women and women's work? How was it that theaters put on seasons of almost exclusively men and also the vagina monologues? It's very logical, I realize now. You cannot get more in the women's lane than the vagina monologues. It's a kind of apotropaic magic a spell against feminist criticism. You put on the vagina monologues, which is cheap to produce and markets itself, and no one can accuse you of sexism for at least a few years. It is the perfect balance for your mammoth season. Most theater companies would rather produce the vagina monologues many times over than to produce a woman's play about something not particularly woman-y. Maybe I just need to write a play called The Woman Woman. I mean, The Women is a fabulous and very successful play from the 30s. Maybe it's really just a matter of laying out the category in the title. It's something to consider. Look forward to my upcoming trilogy, The Woman Woman, Girls and Women, and Girls and Ladies in Ladyland. It can't be so simple, can it? Honestly, if this worked, I'd change so many titles in a flash. My play about Medusa could be called Girls Getting Stoned. Or I could just rename any old play Women's Bodies. Or Boobs. My next play is now called Boobs. So a friend who read this post suggested that I could use it as a subtitle. So uh, he googled... A treatise on economics and found human action a treatise on economics volume one or boobs that's the title to my next play 
or just boobs. I don't know. You know, if it's going to work, I'd try it if I thought it was going to work. I, I, I'm not sure it actually would, though. Uh, so, a song? Would you like a song? I figured I should do a song that was about being a woman because that's what this is all about. So I looked up, I looked up such songs and, um, there are a lot and interestingly, they tend to be like the hit for the person. Some, some songs are about women and are actually by men and those are also hits. So basically if you just sing, I'm a woman in some way, uh, or you're a woman, if a man is singing it, uh, that, that's a, that's a, that's a popular genre of song. I, I, I was not aware, but now I am, uh, hip to the, hip to the pattern. <laughs> so, um, I tried a couple, I, I experimented with a few and, uh, I ended up on the most unlikely song, the, just the most, the, like think of the most unlikely song and that's the one. Uh, and uh, it is Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. And I will, I have a lot to say about it. Uh, <laughs> it is weirdly, um, I don't want to say progressive because it's not, but it, it, it is a little bit, I, I want to say radical almost, or weirdly feminist, but in a bizarre way. Like it, I know there's a word for it, but my my recovering migraine brain cannot find it. Uh, but there's some kind of sense of it being just, it's pushing some funny boundaries, and uh, or or imagining a, a world that is not quite the one we live in, which which makes it actually a very interesting song in some ways. In other ways, it's really quite terrible. But I, I have come around to appreciate many things about this very strange song. Um, I did not realize this song came out in 1997 and it was a giant hit, just giant, giant hit. Um, I mostly found it irritating and I did not pay any attention to it until I learned it this week. Um, but here are two things about it that I think are interesting. Number one, the song is again, 1997. There's a, a, a line in it where she says she doesn't want to act politically correct. So if you think this new conversation is a new conversation, I have a, evidence from pop culture for you to show you that it absolutely has been going on for a very long time. So that's one thing. And the other thing I found funny about it, so the, 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 you haven't heard the song yet, so I'll explain it to you a little bit before I sing it so, you, so you're prepared. But basically the song is about how she wants to go out and party and have a good time. And that's what makes her a woman, which is, I think, the really actually radical idea because almost throughout history – Women have not had the opportunity to go out and enjoy themselves. They have been stuck in their houses doing various tasks, uh, maybe not throughout throughout history, but most of it. Um, so the fact that she defines being a woman as being uh, a person who has the prerogative to go out and have fun is, I think, incredibly 
forward thinking in a, in a fascinating way. Uh, so, and this woman who wrote this song, who created this song, I think she's the writer of it as well. Uh, she was at the time in her early thirties, I think maybe she was 30, 31. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that. Um, in any case, she was, she's not like 17 and doesn't know she hasn't like encountered the world yet. She's lived in it for some time as an adult. And she still thinks that she, that womanhood is defined by being able to go out and cut loose and I love it. I love that. I think it's amazing uh, because so many things will tell you that, you know, the thing that defines your womanhood is that you, you know, devote yourself to your family and sacrifice for your children and blah, blah, blah. And then here's Shania Twain going like, you know what makes me a woman? Going out and partying. And I think that's pretty neat. So, uh, so I'm going to sing you the song about it. Uh, and the name of the song is Man, I Feel Like a Woman, which I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so, and it's very just like right on the point here. Like the song is like, what it, you can talk about being a woman, be a woman. Here's the song. Right. So I'm going to play that for you in just a minute. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. If you would like to support it, there's patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's PayPal. There's Kofi. All those links are in the show notes. Um, if you'd like to support my second season of The Dragoning, which is uh, I'm fundraising for right now, um, you can do that. Oh, the links for that are in the show notes as well. It's also on Kofi. And over on Kofi, you can actually set up to do like a monthly like membership sort of thing, like sort of like Patreon, where you just like set it up to um, pay out every month, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that's happening as well. Uh, that is about 16% funded at the moment. Uh, no, sorry, it's 16% funded for the first three episodes. Uh, but so, you know, we'll get there. Um, I hope. So, uh, here, in a moment, man, exclamation point, I feel like a woman, um, on ukulele. And I also preface this by saying I, uh, I have taken a kind of uh, interpretive position on this song because the song is like, I can't wait to go out and party and that's what defines being a woman and that's what it means to be a woman, etc. Um, and in a way, like it's not very, it, it's not very, uh, there's not a lot of drama in it, let me say. It's just like, I can't wait to go out and party because I'm a woman. I can't wait to go out and party because I'm a woman. Uh, so I was thinking this song would actually be a lot more interesting if it's someone who doesn't go out and party, who feels like they can't do it and they have to sort of talk themselves into it to like actually, you know, be transformed a little bit. So uh, I, I'm not doing it in an extreme way. I feel like if I were doing it on stage, there would be some more uh, physical cues, perhaps, that would suggest this kind of character. Um, but it is what I'm thinking about. So just to give you another layer to listen for. 
Um, yeah, so here is Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Like a woman. 